Welcome back to the Holy Hardwood Podcast, where your New Orleans Pelicans pick up win number four tonight against the Detroit Pistons. J. McCollum, 33 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Jonas Valanciunas had 23 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists. Herb Jones contributed 21 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Matt Ryan had 20 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists on 6 of 8 from the 3-point line. And Dyson Daniels chipped in 10 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists uh, from the bench. Well, good evening, my friend. What a game, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, started off really, really good in the first half. Uh, I thought there was maybe going to be a letdown tonight dealing with the back-to-back and everything like that and the plane issues, but I really liked the start um, how they came out. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, there was certainly every opportunity there to, um, like you said, uh, potentially have a letdown, especially after, uh, you know, I, I'd call it an emotional win last night and, and dealing with some of that those issues off the floor, trying to get back home. Um, but I think the team did a good job, uh, you know, kind of weathering that storm and, and ultimately coming out with a win. But uh, are we starting the, the Herb Jones Defensive Player of the Year uh, conversation tonight? Did that start tonight? I believe so. I think he's been very solid, you know, throughout this first part of the early season. But I think tonight kind of showed you everything that he kind of has on that. And, you know, he's blocking three-point shots again. He was switching on, you know, multiple defenders during a possession. And, you know, I mean, anybody trying to score on Herb was was not having a good night at all for Detroit. Yeah, Cade. Guy was in hell, was he not? Yeah, definitely. Um I, I don't know what what to say, really. I thought it was a, a solid game for the Pelicans all around, especially, like you're saying, from that defensive end. Um, of course, you know, Detroit, not the you know most talented group, young and upcoming and, you know, very athletic. But uh, I feel like once we came out and got a few stops on that end and it led to our offense. Yeah, I think you saw that uh, a team like um, Detroit, like you said, they are young, they are inexperienced. Um, we knew that they had... Um, you know, they had the firepower if they got out and, and going earlier that it could it could be a, a difficult team to deal with, especially, you know, on the second night of a, a back-to-back. But was was uh, happy to see that we kind of took their, um, you know, legs out from underneath them early and um, punched them in the mouth and kind of um, got out and, and was running and, and was playing a um, really fun brand of basketball. You know, we were shooting the ball at a high clip, um, getting a lot of guys involved. Um, we kind of saw that start with, with CJ kind of picking up where he left off um, from last night, um, playing at a super high level. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that point. Um, but another guy, you know, getting more opportunity, kind of like uh, Jordan Hawkins has been the last couple games, is Matt Ryan inserted to the starting lineup with uh, Zion being out for rest tonight and B.I. still not being able to go. Um, you know, Ryan... First career start, kind of had a career night, uh, was six of eight from three. So he kind of had a nice little jolt of energy um, into that starting lineup, making a lot of shots. For sure. I mean, Matt's playing a high level of basketball right now. I know, um, you know, being five games in, um, you know, there's been a couple games that he's he shot the cover off the thing so far, and there's a couple games where he has struggled. But, um, you know, the effort has been there. Um, every game that he's had an opportunity to contribute in. Um, he's a high basketball IQ guy. 
Um, and it was nice to see him um, certainly kind of be paid off from that, right? Um, be, being able to get that first start of his career and, and coming in there and, and shooting the way that he did was was something that was um, you know really exciting to watch as a fan and and someone that um, is growing very uh, fond of Matt and, and what he brings to the table every single night. Um, I think looking ahead, I think it's going to be tough to keep him out of the rotation. I know even when this team gets healthy and you get guys like Jose and, and Najee back, right, that are kind of in that mid to back end of that rotation, um, with him shooting the way that he's shooting it, and especially um, you know at this point at least not being a liability defensively, I think it's going to be really, really tough for Willie Green to um, – Kind of pull the pull the reins back on him, especially um, depending on when these guys eventually return. Yeah, definitely, and obviously everyone's going to be impressed with his shooting. But uh, more importantly, I feel like he's got something on that defensive end that's really helped this uh, team so far in the early season. You know, he's active. He's he's not getting beat or anything like that. And you saw in a couple possessions where he was staying with guys, and maybe those guys just made shots over him, but you can't fault, you know, kind of that energy he's bringing and the intensity on that end. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I think the the one thing that maybe hasn't been taken into consideration when talking about a guy like Matt is, um, you know, his experiences, you know, last year, right? He, he was able to play with, um, you know, the Lakers and the Timberwolves. So um, especially his time with the Lakers as they were kind of battling back from that rough start um, last year that they were experiencing um, and to ultimately, you know, kind of pivot that season and, and started playing at a really high level and especially playing next to a guy like LeBron that, um, you know, is as experienced as him. It certainly was a, a positive experience um, for Matt. And you can see that he's uh, potentially bringing a lot of those, um, you know, lessons that he had learned over there um, over to this young Pels team. So um, not only his contributions on the court, I think he's probably doing a great job off of court as well. Yeah. And uh, just to go along with him is, you know, Herb Jones, we already touched on his defense, but, you know, really tonight he kind of got back uh, to one of his better games offensively that he's had this year. Like we said, 21 points, but wasn't necessarily him just getting up threes to get up threes, which we've kind of seen in the past couple games. I like how he was driving to the hole and kind of getting to the basket and, you know, ended the night six of seven, but, you know, even whenever he was getting fouled and going to the free throw line, he would step up and confidently hit those shots. I know we kind of pointed at that last night when we were talking about the game and people stepping up and making free throws. So it was really good to see him hit some free throws late in the game too, as well as they were making that comeback. So Herb Jones, defensive player of the year, right? Is that what, is that what we're saying? I think so. I mean, I think it'd be pretty criminal if he's he's not on defensive player of the year watch uh, for sure. All defensive team, right? All jokes aside, yeah, Herb he was uh, he was fantastic tonight. Um, we saw him do it on both ends. Um, you know, we kind of got what we we typically expect, especially him playing against a a younger guard, um, an up and coming guard, and Kate Cunningham. Um, it seems that at this point, you know, Herb's he's getting up for these matchups against some of these guys that he was kind of slotted with. Um, you know, in the last couple of years, being highly touted guys, especially Cade being a number one pick, um, you know, Shea being a, a younger guard um, in the league. Um, it seems like he's really getting up for these matchups and, and he's making things super, super difficult for those guys on a on a night in, night out basis. But um, offensively, um, his maturation and, and kind of the steps he's taking um, forward have, have been a really, really, um, you know, positive sign at this point. Um, he looks super confident, especially 
you know, late in the games, and, and we're kind of using him in, in certain situations to be a primary ball handler. Um, it's really nice to see him shooting that, you know, shooting those free throws um, with a lot of confidence, and at this point, shooting them at a pretty high clip. So, um, super excited to see where the rest of this year, um, especially you know, the first part of this year prior to All Star break, um, takes takes Herb because um, I think he's got a a big year and hopefully. Um, pretty specific accolade maybe coming here in the near future that we can go ahead and maybe get a little uh little pub on yeah yeah definitely a little traction to try to get that going uh but i kind of want to segue uh, a little bit uh to kind of the, the the main veteran guys here tonight cj mccollum and Jonas valanchunas you know always in the lineup uh kind of even though on this back-to-back and you know, we heard CJ was kind of under the weather as well, but kind of what did you see from those two guys uh, kind of getting everything started, um, particularly to start this game? Yeah, we can start with big vows, JV. You know, I'm pretty tough on JV from time to time. You know, he certainly has some uh, some areas that, that I harp on, and I've been, um, I've been speaking pretty heavily, you know, the past couple games, um, especially from a defensive perspective, but... Um, you know, after a game like that, I'm, I'm happy to give a guy his flowers and, and give, uh, you know, JV a pat on the back. Um, you know, he stepped up in a, in a situation where we really needed some offense. Uh, we needed a, a secondary guy to, to play with CJ and, and handle some of the offensive load and um, kind of be a go-to guy that we could look to and dump the ball down there and hopefully get some clean looks. Um, I think by, by going to him, I think it did help us. We were able to get into the bonus pretty quickly, both in the first and second half so um certainly wasn't an advantageous um you know situation to get him the ball early in the shot clock and kind of let him go to work against some of those um younger and more inexperienced bigs um over there at detroit but um yeah all things considered i think it was a good night for jv um you know it's never been a, an issue with his offensive production um so hopefully this is something that continues to build his confidence and we can get this offensive version from jv um, but if he's able to, you know, tighten up uh, some of the things we've talked about on the defensive end of the floor, um, I think that, you know, he could certainly be a uh, really key contributor for this team here in the next coming weeks. No doubt. Uh, I kind of like what you said there. He he is normally, you know, pretty good and active on that offensive end. You just wish to see more of that activity on the defensive end. And, you know, hopefully with some of these string of games of him putting together uh, here lately that, Hopefully it bleeds over to that defensive end and, you know, this will be a good building block here in the first, you know, two weeks of the season. So happy to kind of see what he's been able to do and see what this team can start doing going forward. Yeah, totally agree with that. I did, I did want to pick your mind. Um, you know, that now that we're, you know, five games in, we've had a, not a huge sample, but you know, an adequate sample size. Um, taking a look at some of these younger guys, and I know we had we had touched on briefly some of those rotation questions, um, you know, looking towards the future. But um, you know, with the ascendance of guys like Matt Ryan, you know, a Jordan Hawkins, um, and even as of late, right, Dyson's been playing at a high level. He's he's kind of been able to be, um, you know, a Swiss Army knife for Wheelie, right? He's been able to plug and play him in um, quite a few different situations. I think tonight we saw his. Um, you know, offensive game come around a little bit. Um, I know we made a corner to three there in that in that second half. He also made a long um, jump shot to beat the shot clock. Um, so it looks like he's certainly trending in the right direction. What do you uh, what do you envision this rotation kind of looking like? Assuming here, 
um, you know, around Thanksgiving, we have the full, um, you know, arsenal of guys. How do you see that kind of shaking out? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, obviously, this is all health dependent. And when those other guys do come back, you, you kind of have that starting group of CJ, BI, um, Herb, Zion, Vals. And then you got to look towards uh, Trey Murphy, obviously, coming back into the picture. And then things from there, it kind of gets a little little shaky. It's like, do you want Larry Nance coming in there off the bench? And, you know, Hawkins and Matt Ryan have made great cases as well. Um, so it's going to be a tough um, when Jose comes back to see how many minutes are available for these guys, uh, depending on how well Ryan and Hawkins continue to play. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not too far off of kind of what I'm thinking. Um, like you said, you know the the main stable of guys um, are certainly in place. I think um, what really kind of opens up that conversation, right, is after six and seven being you know Larry and Trey, in which whatever order, you know those two guys we obviously know are going to be in the rotation as currently constructed. But I think you know that first question is um, is Najee. You know what does Najee's minutes look like from a wing perspective? It looks like um, Dyson's been trending in the right direction to potentially provide that wing support, um, as well as Jose. I think, obviously, Jose brings something to the table in terms of um, he's able to really um, you know, energize his team, especially on those nights that they certainly don't have it. And one, he also you know, he dictates pace, um, especially for a team. Um, you know, JB's offense, he wants to play fast. He wants to get shots up. So I certainly would believe that he's licking his chops to get um, you know, Jose in the rotation to certainly help him pick that pace up and to play at a faster pace. So um, for me, as I would currently sit, I would say Jose um, is still probably a favorite to, to still land a, a large majority of that time. But then at that point, I think then you're really looking at, um, you know, in my opinion, Dyson, um, Hawk, and Matt Ryan really rounding it out, you know, for that 10-11 spot. And I think at this point, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Najee be the odd man out. Yeah, definitely. Just, you know, going by the pure just numbers of the fact, I mean, yeah, you go a little deeper in the regular season, but um, it's kind of the old saying, when you're out, you know, with injury and some other people have that chance to step up, you know, you could lose your spot. And just like you're saying, the odd man out right now, it seems like it would be Najee Marshall. Yeah, depending on matchup and other certain things, you might want to throw a Najee Marshall in there, depending on who you're playing, just because he is kind of that Swiss Army knife and can kind of do a bunch of different things, plays hard, has energy. So, you know, it'll be a difficult decision for that coach and staff for sure. Right, absolutely. Well, I mean, at this point, um, you know, having a tough decision in terms of rotation is a blessing, right? Um, that means that other guys have stepped up um, during those absences and have, have made a strong case and have been playing um, you know, complimentary basketball in terms of playing alongside those other guys. So um, if that certainly is the case here in a couple weeks, I think that that's um, a situation that Willie would happily take on and one that I would imagine he would um, you know, confidently be able to make a, a decision that, that he feels puts this team in, in the right direction and puts them in a place where they can continue to play um, a high level of basketball. Um, you know, discussing that, I think the next big thing is, you know, continuing the current streak that they're on, continuing to try to, you know, build good habits and, and to ultimately, um, you know, work both Brandon and Zion. I know Zion was, was working with, hopefully it was just a, a scheduled rest day, but 
Um, I would expect Brandon and Zion to both be in the lineup here come Saturday um, with the way that things have been going. Um, if, the, if that is the case, how do you see that matchup with the Hawks going? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Uh, we kind of got a little glimpse of it uh, in the preseason. I, I know it's preseason basketball, but you know, hopefully getting our whole group you know, back in whole, especially with these guys who are going to be coming off the bench for us, uh, it should be a pretty interesting matchup. I think we match up pretty well against them. Uh, so, you know, it's another game at home and we said for this team to be really good, you know, they got to be starting to win at home at a consistent basis. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that's something that, um, for the most part, it seems like, um, despite the, the issues that they've been having from a health perspective, they've been doing what, um, both, um, Griff and Willie had really harped on in, in the preseason was that, you know, when those guys are out, that they have to find a way to step up and, and not only step up, but they have to find a way to, to gut these wins out. Um, because, you know, here in a couple of months, when you look back and you tally these kind of things up, you know, back to back wins, uh, a road, and then a game back at home, having to deal with the injuries that they were, this could be a big um, portion of the season where they look back and, um, you know, really see a lot of value in being able to pull this win out. So um, I think continuing that trend, like you said, still continuing to play at home. Have a, have a really talented team in Atlanta coming in. Um, you know, something that's that's not unfamiliar, another talented young point guard coming into the league. Um, I think this will probably be the toughest test in terms of, um, you know, on-ball pick-and-roll, being able to really contain Trey. Um, you know, he'll have, you know, Capella playing behind him um, as a vertical threat, as well as uh, shooters on the perimeter. So, from a defensive perspective, I think that they're going to have to certainly be locked in um, and are going to have to play one of their best games of the season, but um, certainly a very good opportunity. Um, and if they're able to pull that win out, they'll be sitting in a really good spot, um, you know, when looking through that, that first two weeks of the season, essentially. So um, super excited for that game, but didn't know if there's anything else you had in terms of, of call outs or things to look for, or things that, you know, you're, you're looking towards um, maybe giving you an idea of, of what, Coach Willie's thinking for that game or, or what the direction the team's going to take against a good Atlanta Hawks team. I just want to, you know, speak about kind of the fact of, you know, sometimes injuries are a blessing in disguise. And, yeah, you don't like dealing with them, but it does give other guys opportunities, say, down the road if there was to be more injuries to this team. Some of those people would be in positions, you know, that they've already seen before. So that can be very helpful going later in the season and, if they so happen to make the playoffs, if there's a night where, you know, a Matt Ryan has to step into a starting lineup and, you know, make five to six threes, you know, he's been in that position. Jordan Hawkins has been in the starting lineup already in this early year. Uh, but just going off of kind of this Saturday game, I think if we're at, at full strength, um, I mean, I think we kind of got to, you know, take our matchups, Brandon, Zion, and, you know, kind of work off of them and see what those guys can do and get into those matchups and then kind of have all those other guys filling in. Uh, you know, we're going to have to, like we always harp, rebound the basketball and end possessions, um, make threes and make our free throws. I think that's what we did really well today. We shot it well from the field. We're 95% from the free throw line and, you know, shot it in the mid 40s from three. So anytime you can get that um, kind of equation, it's it, it's a pretty good, uh, you know, game for the Pels. I'm happy you brought that up. Um, you know, you mentioning it being a blessing in disguise, I, I certainly totally agree with you. I think the big thing about that is in, in dealing with adversity, right, as a, as a team that's kind of finding their, their pathway 
you know, when a loaded Western Conference is, you know, they can't get too high and they can't get too low having to do with whether it's losses or injuries. You know, they have to stay even keeled, stay lukewarm about the situation. I think there are a lot of positives from dealing with adversity early. I think it's been able to um, identify some younger guys um, that potentially have very specific skill sets that we can, you know, blend into the normal group. Um, and certainly, um, I think that they give us a little bit more versatility in that back end of the rotation. And not only that, a little bit more firepower from a standpoint that we can withstand some of those nights that we do have guys which or guys out, which is inevitable, um, you know, in this league. But I think also at the same time, um, you know, we saw that work for quarters or halves, but we didn't see it work for four quarters, right? It showed us the ability that um, you do need a guy like like Bi on a nightly basis that can generate you, um, you know, good looks when the defense is is really starting to to crack down on what that specific game plan is. You see the same thing with Zion, and then looking at both of those two guys together, right? We've seen them play a lot of basketball alone with you know one of them being out and the other one having to play without that guy by his side but i think doing that you know especially a lot last year we certainly see a lot of room for growth and improvement in bi's game with the help of zion next to him that only makes brandon's ceiling higher um it gives him more opportunity to be a playmaker um and ultimately have another guy that he can you know night in night out rely on besides cj but we also saw you know in that previous game that um, you know, without another top-tier scorer and um, offensive weapon like Brandon next to Zion, the team certainly have the ability to kind of give him that, like you said, boxes-and-elbow look, um, and it can really shrink the floor on him and make his game um, a lot more difficult. And ultimately, we saw that result in him being, um, you know, less efficient than we typically will see. So um, all in all, hopefully, my, my hope is here in, you know, a week or so, we look back on this as a, as a really strong start to the season that that gave us a lot of good looks at a number of different um you know options and groups and rotations and and ultimately we're able to use that as a strength because we become a more versatile team but at the same time it really brings those guys together as the main two guys alongside cj and really shows them the the value that each one of those guys have um you know on this team and in the role that they're currently slotted in yeah i couldn't agree more uh with that and you know, my kind of big thing is always taking either five to ten game sets in segments. And, you know, this first five games was, like you said, a learning experience and kind of these younger guys on the team getting their opportunities. So, you know, starting Saturday will be that next group of five or ten uh, games. You know, we had three games to start the year at home and two on the road. So I really thought, you know, we defended home court and especially coming up with the schedule uh, soon, you know, we're going to have a six game home stretch, uh, coming up here. And so like we've always said, great teams win at home and, uh, that's only going to make us better in the long run. If we can, uh, start piling up those wins. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself with that Pels fans. That is your recap of the game five Pels versus Pistons. Pels find a way to, uh, take advantage of home court, um, with a, uh, you know, limited group of guys. Um, this has been Tony and Pat. We look forward to catching up following Saturday's game against the Hawks. Appreciate it.